a KQED television production. It kind of was like the bang that set off the night. That is the funkiest restaurant. The honey walnut prawns will make your insides smile. So. <laughs> More tortillas, please. <laughs> what is comfort food if it isn't gluten and grease? I love creme brulee. <laughs> the octopus should have been like quadrupus because it was really small. <laughs> and you know that when you split something, all the calories evaporate and then there's none. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Check Please Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by... Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the 2015 Subaru Impreza are available at local Subaru dealers. Subaru, online at Subaru.com. Integrated Resources Group. Over 10,000 slabs in stock today. IRG in Brisbane and Dublin. Online at MarbleCompany.com. Natural mattress systems from European Sleepworks. Working to improve comfort and wellness for over 40 years. European Sleepworks in Berkeley. Online at Sleepworks.com. Oakland International Airport, with service to Europe, Mexico, Hawaii, and across the USA. Park close, fly on time. Learn more at exploreonics.com. Support KQED's vehicle donation program and donate a car to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by cars. I'm Leslie Sabraco. Welcome to Check Please Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests and each one recommends one of their favorite spots and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This time, Aquarium Director of Education, Carrie Chen's mission is to inspire conservation, particularly in the waters of the bay. And she chooses to extend that care to every aspect of her life on land. And entrepreneur Orjit Sangupta has a degree in computer science and economics with a minor in, believe it or not, dance. <laughs> a food lover, he ranks the countries he's visited, all 38 of them, by the quality of their cuisine. But first, attorney and travel journalist Elaine Lee says that she was fat in her last life and came back skinny so that she could eat whenever, wherever, and whatever she wants. And when home in the East Bay, she chooses to eat at a place with Jamaican flavors called Kingston 11 Cuisine. I'm from Kingston, and 11 is a zip code. Bob Marley is from Kingston 12. In Jamaica is Bob Marley, One Love, Rum Punch, Island Drinks, Music, Beach. I am Nigel Jones, chef and owner of Kingston 11, Jamaican restaurant in Oakland, California. And I am Adrian Henderson. I'm the front of the house manager of Kingston 11 and owner of Kingston 11. The big difference, I think, between Jamaican cuisine and the way we approach it is flavor. In Jamaica, spicy is flavor. So when you come to Kingston 11, there is a point of view, and it's bold. We want to be the quintessential rum bar here in Oakland. We have over 50 rums here. It's great to come in and just you know taste a rum that you've never tasted before. In Jamaica, they say, no worries, man. So you know when you come into to Kingston 11, we want you to leave your troubles at the door. At times, I would hear these huge belly laughs. And there are people, folks, just having a great time, enjoying themselves. People feel like this is home. They come here and they hang out for like three to four hours. It's, it's amazing. We've been blessed to create an atmosphere where it's like home. <laughs>
All right, Elaine, I find this fascinating. There just aren't a lot of Jamaican eateries, are there, no, in, in the Bay Area? How did you discover this spot? Word of mouth. Right. They actually had a pop-up in Berkeley, where I'm from, and everyone was talking about, oh my God, you've got to check this out. And I went, and it was love at first bite. It reminds me of when I was in Jamaica. It's right. truly swoon-worthy. My favorite thing that I order, the curry goat, which is only served on Thursday through Sunday. Because he yeah. makes his own curry, it has some unique kind of thing with allspice and cinnamon and coriander, and he has it on a bed of coconut-laced rice and peas, Ooh, and then the plantains around the outside makes just a magnificent dining experience. She's over here just wanting a, a dish of that. Now, what did you have, Carrie, when you went? Started out with some amazing appetizers that I shared with my friends, had the plantains. They were sauteed just right. They weren't mushy, they weren't underdone. And then they had this dipping sauce of sour cream and black beans, which I wouldn't have imagined, but it was so perfect. It went so well with the plantains. Right. And then we also had the salt fish fritters, nicely fried, not overdone, more fish than bread. Um, and it had a chimichurri sauce. Again, Ooh, like, totally right. unexpected, and it was delicious. Went really well together. And then the last appetizer we had was the carrots. They mm. were like candied um, with some sweet potatoes in a sauce. That was probably the one that I liked the most because it was so unexpected. You love the carrot as well. Uh, mm -hmm. It was kind of a pomegranate molasses sauce. And we had this uh, prawns for appetizer, which getting that crisp on the outside, but not getting not it rubbery. rubbery is actually really hard. But here's the thing, the sauce was not that great with it. We just mopped up that pomegranate from uh, the carrot. It was just fantastic. But you said it right. It just felt like we were back in Jamaica. People were walking up to different tables and just saying hi and kissing and... Transporting you back. And it's really a true sense of community, and I appreciate that he brought that up. When I was there the other Saturday night, there were two birthday parties, <laughs> and when they were singing happy birthday, the entire restaurant sang and it was, nobody prompted it. It was just everyone singing together. So what else then uh, entree-wise did you have? For the entree, I had the curry goat mm -hmm. because I knew that was the thing that I had to get. Yes. I agree the flavor was fantastic, but to me the bones were almost distracting because there were so many bones that I had. Mm. The meat was cooked really well, fell right off the bone, but I felt like I had more of a pile of bones at the end than I had had of meat. And so I actually think if they changed the plate, it would have been easier because it's in a deep plate yeah. and I cheated. I'm Indian. <laughs> So I started eating with my hands, right? I'm just like, pick up the meat and start eating it. And my wife was a little embarrassed because, she, but, you know, but the thing is you felt comfortable enough yes. to do that. My friend on the other hand had the jerk chicken, which was cooked perfectly, spiced perfectly. I actually wanted to eat more of hers than I did of my goat curry. They marinated for like eight hours and then they smoke it for like 10 hours. For me, somehow the chicken got a little dry, but the spice level of it was perfect. Yeah. I'm salivating a little. <laughs> <laughs> They well, they have, a, they have a rum bar, too, which is yes. great. Come on. I mean, those cocktails are out of this world. My right? favorite rum drink is the one called Skirts Slide Up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a combination of sweet and fiery ingredients. It's just a divine drink, so I encourage people to try that. They didn't have sangria that night. I was so looking forward mm. to going and having sangria, and they were out of the sangria. The best way to have rum there, according to me, try their rum cake. It was, mm. it had just come out of the oven, so it was like great crust, really soft inside, and they went a little bit too heavy on the rum. Their owner, a co-owner, Adrian, makes that uh -huh. uh, rum cake. Dessert was definitely a highlight. We had lemon ginger pie, and it's sort of like a key lime pie, but with lemon and ginger. All the flavors mixed together really nicely. The crust was just perfect. It was excellent. So did you feel that service was great? I mean, it sounds like there was a, a great vibe to the place. Okay, inefficient service, but with a smile. They were amazing <laughs> people.
but like, you know, water ran out and nobody noticed it. And eventually we're like, uh, can we get some water please? Or stuff like that. The main course showed up way before we were done with our appetizer and we were like, uh, can I finish my food before I get the next course? But you know what, when people are that nice and you're looking around, you're enjoying yourself, guess what? In Jamaica, I don't think people care about that order either. <laughs> it, it really felt authentic. I, I loved it. I felt the same way. We loved everything that was going on. There was music the night that we were there. But yes, it was Jamaica time. All right, Elaine, this is your restaurant. Give us a quick summary. Well, if you want a taste of Caribbean heaven, take yourself to Kingston 11. <laughs> All right, I like an Inorget. Easiest way to experience Kingston on a budget. <laughs> Excellent. All right, and Carrie? If you're in the East Bay and you're looking for something unusual that you don't get a lot around here, definitely go to Kingston 11. If you would like to try Kingston 11 cuisine, it's on Telegraph Avenue at Grand in Oakland. The telephone number is 510-465-2558. It's open for lunch Tuesday through Friday, dinner Tuesday through Saturday, and brunch on Sunday. Reservations are accepted for parties of six or more, and the average dinner tab without drinks is around $30. At Carrie's Pick, they're passionate to the point of obsession about their ingredients. They gather local artisans together to supply simply prepared, fresh food in sustainable surroundings. You'll find them in San Mateo at 31st Union. 31st Union, the name comes from California being the 31st state to join the union. So we source all of our beer, all of our wine from California, and about 95% of all our food is from California farms. My name is David Hunsaker, and along with my wife, Susan, we are the owners of 31st Union. Once we had kids, we really started to go to farmer's markets a lot, and we really enjoyed the connection of the story of the farmer, and we thought with bridging that gap to a restaurant would be fantastic. What we really do here at 31st Union is an extension of either a brewery, a distillery, a farm, or a winemaker. We're telling their story through the food that we present here. So we really focus on what is in season, as plentiful, and we're very fortunate for where we live because there's lots to choose from. And it's been great because we get to use the kitchen and the bar in order to come up with some great seasonal cocktails. Chefs are like artists. Um, I think if you kind of keep them boxed in, I don't think their true passion really comes out. So letting them really have free reign in the kitchen has really helped and enhance our food program here at 31st Union, and our customers seem to love it. I really enjoy the community of people I work with. It's kind of like throwing a party every day for anywhere from 80 to 150 people. It can be a little daunting at times, but for me, I, I get a rush out of it. So this is an interesting place because they do everything sustainable, everything mm -hmm. is really um, focused on the ingredients, isn't it? Yeah, it's truly a locavore yeah. sort of restaurant. And that's one of the things I really love about it is that they've got this huge map of California on the wall. They've got pinpoints of all the different places they get their cheeses and their wines and their meats. And we are blessed to be in California and have all this great produce and all this great meat. So let's take advantage of it. I love starting with the quinoa salad. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect amount of quinoa and arugula and perfectly dressed, not too heavy with a lemon vinaigrette, just really nice, light and refreshing, fantastic. Uh, and then sometimes I change and try new things. On this particular night, we decided to have the grilled cheese appetizer. Mm. 
You wouldn't think grilled cheese is all that fancy, but the bread was Acme bread. It was this amazing cheese. It just was grilled to perfection, and then it had a tomato jam on the side. And you dipped it in, and you got the bite all together. It was just, like, we just kept going back and kept going back and kept going back. I actually had the grilled cheese as well, but I had it with bacon, and one of my... <laughs> It's the only time in my life I've actually found bacon be bland. And mm -hmm. I was, but what happened is you needed something tart or something citrusy to go with that. So one of my concerns about this restaurant was they're so obsessed with getting fresh produce that it's almost like if the tomato was sweet that day, they probably just went with the sweet tomato. Right. Whereas it needed that something to counter that the, the buttery cheesiness, acid. exactly. Mm, yeah. Or like with the ceviche, um, which I love ceviche normally, it was sitting around in the marinade for at least a day. And apparently that's what they do, at four hours to a day in some cases. Mm -hmm. But if you marinate for too long, it gets chalky. Mm -hmm. So in both the appetizers, we couldn't finish them. But uh, what I loved about this place though, they have really hipped it up. It feels nice. You go in, you feel like you're in San Francisco. So the decor and the setup was fantastic. And especially given where the, what the place was like, Amazing transformation. Right. I wish the appetizers were more punchy. Did you have anything to start, Elaine? Yes, quinoa, quinoa salad was phenomenal. I went with five friends, and we that was our favorite dish. And then we got the charcuterie mm -hmm. plate, which had a sampling of local sausages, which were wonderful. And they had all uh, amazing grainy mustard that you could dip it in. And then we got the cheese plate, so a variety of California cheeses, so it was really beautiful and fun, and we could actually kind of play in our food. And we the atmosphere that. lends itself to that. It does. Well, they have a lot of family-style tables, mm -hmm. which I, you know, probably the first time I went there, I was like, I don't know, but I actually really enjoy it. It's one of the things I really love is just kind of the decor and how you feel really at home, and the service there is always phenomenal. I never feel rushed. They come and ask you for, if you want another glass of wine at just the right time. Well, and they do have a, a lovely wine program and a lot of wines on tap, as well as bottles and most things are under $50 so you can get a glass you can get a half bottle you can get a bottle once I figured out that it was wines on tap oh, yeah. I was like what a great Tap her up. yes exactly <laughs> exactly absolutely and what do you get for your main courses quote well this particular time um, they had a special gnocchi on the menu which mm. was phenomenal <laughs> this gnocchi was almost infused with ricotta cheese so that when you bit into it the ricotta just kind of oozed out and instead of having a traditional tomato sauce it was more of a southwest sauce it was uh, charred corn with roasted poblano peppers and a great sauce and when you got a little bit of everything on your spoon it was Phenomenal. I don't think I've enjoyed gnocchi that much since I was in Italy. I actually wish I had tried the gnocchi because <laughs> I, I, I want to try it now. But uh, we had a rabbit spetzel. That was done very well. It had this mustard sauce in it, which had that right kind of counterbalance to the rabbit, which is what I was looking for. I was looking for something beyond a single tone. Right. So that was what I was missing in the appetizers, that multiple tones, and that's what I got in the main courses. <laughs> the thing is, I, I did not like the rabbit. I, I didn't like the presentation. It was kind of boring the way it looked, and I just one bite, and I was like, enough already. No, you went back to the gnocchi. I went back to the gnocchi. What else should they look for? Uh, desserts. Desserts are always wonderful there. The night that I was there, I had, it was a frog hollow peach bread Ooh. pudding with creme fraiche and fresh mint. It was just warm and the right amount of crisp on the bread pudding and you put the little mint, the mint in there, you get that and that was an excellent piece. Carrie, this is your spot. I want you to wrap it up for us. Well, if you're not in San Francisco but you're looking for a really great San Francisco restaurant on the peninsula that is using all foods and wines that are locally sourced, this is the place to go, hands down.
Okay. If you're looking for a hip place in San Mateo, go there with some friends, get some drinks, enjoy the decor, enjoy the experience. Okay. I think if you want a fun and affordable opportunity to experience California cuisine with a multicultural twist, 31st Union is the place to go. All right, if you would like to try 31st Union, it's on South Ellsworth Avenue at Baldwin in San Mateo. The telephone number is 650-458-0049. It's open for lunch Wednesday through Friday, dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Reservations are recommended and the average dinner tab without drinks is around $30. Most drinkers know how to tap a keg of beer, but what about a keg of wine? One of the most exciting things in the wine business today is the trend of wine on tap. The category didn't exist just five years ago, but is now ever present on the Bay Area dining scene. This keg holds more than 26 wine bottles or 135 glasses, and it's always fresh from the first glass to the last. Kegging is environmentally friendly too, with each keg, producing less trash and saving more trees than the equivalent bottle. So go ahead, next time you're dining out, tap a glass. I've got some Riata Pino right here. You'll find contemporary fine dining at Origit's elegant choice. The Cal Indian menu combines classical French cooking techniques with fresh local ingredients. It's the place that's launched a series of celebrity chefs and it's near Union Square in San Francisco. It's called the Campton Place Restaurant. I was born in a tiny little village in the southern tip of India. If you go back home, you literally have black pepper climbers creeping on the coconut tree. My name is Srijit Gopinathan, I am the executive chef at the Taj Campton Place uh, Restaurant and Hotel. I grew up in India, cooking and eating Indian food, obviously, with my grandmother. And then I learned professional cooking with European chefs. Cuisine here is a new, unique cuisine. I call it Californian Indian or Cal Indian, which is basically the Californian cuisine with added Indian accent to it. We are the first to start this movement of a Cal Indian uh, concept. The lunch concept is simple, affordable, and healthy. A small plate concept, as well as a brand new one called a naan bar, which is global flavors on Indian naan. We're very proud of our vegetarian tasting menu, six course or nine courses, which is built around the season and the ingredients which is available locally. Today, of course, in California, you get top quality ingredients to work with. And of course, educated diners who expect things to be at the top notch, at the top level. So it's uh, opportunity with challenges. All right, Orjit, how did you um, come to, you know, choose Campton Place? So I usually, it's one of the few places where my wife jokes that when I walk in, I don't look at my email the entire time. You can unplug and enjoy. Exactly, because what you're actually experiencing is almost a performance art. Chef Srijit, he does so many interesting things, there's so many surprises and everything, that he almost forces me to pay attention. Especially if you do one of his tasting menus where you say like, okay, just feed me. The cheapest street food you can imagine, the stuff that I grew up as a kid, he's taken and elevated it to a level where you'd say, oh, wow, this is like a very fancy foo-foo dish. That transformation is so interesting and quirky. If you watch the movie, The 100 Foot Journey, mm -hmm. um, so he actually assisted with the chef who was the main actor there to help him understand how to think about that combination of Indian and French cuisine. So when you go, which tasting menu do you get? The three course, the six course, the nine course? It depends on how much time I have. <laughs> um, what I like about doing the full course is the first thing he brought out was this appetizer, which I love. It's called chas. Semolina uh, pastry with layers of potatoes and peas and things like that, which is what traditionally it would be. But then he like elevates it by putting it in a flower pot, in a plate with uh, moss and rocks and stuff and puts in water 
and dry ice, so to evoke the mm. fogs of San Francisco. And especially that contrast being between street food that you would have paid like not even a penny for in India to this elevated microbe salad, if you will, is fantastic. I started with the, they gave me actually a, an amuse bruche. An amuse bruche? Yeah, did I say that right? You got it. <laughs> amuse bruche. And it was a combination of arugula, avocado, and apple in a foam. And it was so beautiful and so tasty. So that's how I started my meal. We did the six course tasting menu. And I think the first dish was absolutely my favorite one of the night. And it was the street food. We actually had to ask the waiter, because it's chaat. And I was like, well, what does chaat mean? He's like, oh, it's you know a snack yeah. in India. And so it was a kale leaf that had been crisped, so lightly fried, with some fresh peas and some tendrils of carrot and radish. But the sauce on the bottom was yogurt with tamarind. Mm. Oh, it was delicious. Next was the scallops, mm -hmm. just very nicely done with fava beans on them. The spices were all very unusual, very traditional Indian spices, but done in a way that, you know, made you feel like it was something a little fancy that night. And then we had lobster done really well in nice little bite-sized pieces with a wonderful sauce, lots of use of the tamarind. He poaches the lobster mm -hmm. so perfectly and it's so hard to get that right. And that sauce is actually his grandmother's recipe. Wow. It's really, it's like the only completely traditional uh, recipe he does, but it's his grandmother's. And we had several of the main courses, so there was a crisp branzino that I really liked. But the lamb, it, he does a five-spice crust on it and then grills it. It just melts in your mouth and it's just a fantastic experience. I had the lobster, which I concur is great, and, but I also had the beef, which we hadn't talked about. And it was surprising when you go to a restaurant that elegant, that expensive, you expect it to come the way you order it. So I said I wanted a cooked medium and they brought it medium rare. Mm -hmm. So I was a little bit surprised, but they were gracious about it and took it back and, and fixed that and for fixed me. It for you. Yeah. Dessert wise, I think he does some really cool ones. Uh, we had a strawberry marshmallow, I think, with uh, watermelon ice. And the main thing of that strawberry marshmallow just brought back this childhood feelings. And then the watermelon ice is so foo-foo that you're again com <laughs> combining something that well, a kid a would love. It's a pretty fancy restaurant. It is. It's but, pretty foo-foo. But what is cool about it is that he doesn't foo-foo for the sake of foo-foo. He's almost <laughs> making fun of being foo-foo, right? <laughs> And the plating, like, uh, he also had, like, mango popsicles. Again, something yes. you would think of as a kid, but it's on this slab of black slate, which is really cold. Really thought through the presentation layers for everything that's being presented. I want to um, call out the sommelier because he was excellent. Uh, well, first, when you get there, the champagne cart pulls up, which is just such a, you know you're at an elegant and place. You, when you can get Moet de Chandon, Dom Perignon, by the glass, you know you're in a great spot. The mm -hmm. general service is just fantastic. Like, I, a friend, I just encouraged her to put her purse on the floor, and they'll immediately bring this cute little cushion and put uh, it under the purse. That was probably the best thing. I was like, wait, it's a pillow for my purse? I was like, all right. I mean, it's an expensive place, isn't Extremely. it, Elaine? It was an opportunity to see the intersection of art and food, but I just didn't think it was it matched, matched the value. See, I disagree. I think that it absolutely met my expectations. I knew going in it was going to be expensive, but for that special occasion, I would definitely go there again. And you can sit at the bar and not spend a fortune. One thing I would say is if you don't want to go through that experience, go there at lunch. They have a very funny thing called a naan bar, where all the cute little naans with different tops and stuff like that. So you can get a sense of the chef without having to go through something very expensive. Well, this is your spot, wrap it up for us. If you really want to experience food as performance art, this is one of maybe five places in the world that I would go to. All right, Elaine. I would say it's a delight to the eye and to the palate.
And as you mentioned, a great place for food art. All right, and Carrie. It's a special place for a special occasion and a little bit different than your typical high-end, maybe French bistro. All right, if you would like to try the Campton Place restaurant, it's located in the Taj Campton Place Hotel on Stockton Street at Sutter in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-781-5555. It's open every day for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with brunch on Sundays. Reservations are recommended, and the average dinner tab without drinks is $60 or more. I want to thank my wonderful guests on this week's show, Elaine Lee, whose Caribbean flavors tickled the taste buds and remind her of home at Kingston 11 Cuisine in Oakland, and Carrie Chen, who chose a place that reflects her passion for sustainability in San Mateo at 31st Union. Orjit Sengupta, who raised the bar with his fine dining destination, the Campton Place Restaurant in San Francisco. Now, don't forget to go to our website at kqed.org slash check, please, to watch every episode, subscribe to the podcast, and find information and links to all of the restaurants featured. It's also where you can apply to be a guest on the show and where you can read my notes on the delicious wines we're drinking today. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter for exclusive behind-the-scenes clips, pics, and notes from me. Facebook is also the place to tell us what you think and share your dining experiences. We do love hearing from you. So join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check, Please! Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Check, Please! Bay Area is made possible by the members of KQBD and by Bay Area Subaru dealers. Opportunities to test drive the 2015 Subaru Impreza are available at local Subaru dealers. Subaru, online at Subaru.com. Integrated Resources Group, over 10,000 slabs in stock today. IRG in Brisbane and Dublin, online at marblecompany.com. Natural Mattress Systems from European Sleepworks, working to improve comfort and wellness for over 40 years. European Sleepworks in Berkeley, online at sleepworks.com. Oakland International Airport, with service to Europe, Mexico, Hawaii, and across the USA. Learn more at iflyoak.com. Onyx, Team Talk, Redefined. Learn more at exploreonyx.com. Support KQED's vehicle donation program and donate a car to help raise funds for quality public media. Powered by cars.